Chapter Twenty Two of Neighbours by Florence Morse Kingsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. I guess, Madeline, you'd better go to the revival meeting tonight along with Ma and me," said Miss Malvina to her young neighbour. "I asked your part to go, and he says he don't want to be revived till after the war, and unless the Germans give him back Alsace, he ain't never a going to be. That's." downright wicked i says to talk that way i kind of felt it my duty to speak right out your immortal soul i says has got to be saved no matter how the war turns out just like that i says it to him then i shrugged my shoulders and says may namport meaning in your lingo but i don't know as it's any of my funeral i thought i should die laughing to see his face why miss malvina says he i hope it would matter much to you to think of him understanding my french you are sure progress fine and dandy said madeleine complacently me aussi i speak english easy as log from roll miss malvina bent double with cackling laughter oh that ain't right she corrected her pupil you want to say as easy as rolling off a log oh <laughs> but i guess by rights i ought to be more solemn like seeing as we're going to a meeting tonight me and ma'll call for you in plenty of time they say seats is scarce after eight o'clock as teeth of hen inquired madeline oh you don't always have to put in the n every time you speak of things being scarce replied miss malvina kindly though there ain't anything scarcer in n's teeth as far as i know the little dressmaker had composed her face to a proper seriousness by the time she and ma bennett arrived at monsieur desaye's door that evening the frenchman in the easy dishabille of his frogged velvet coat received them with his wonted ceremonious politeness ah madame bonsoir and miss malvina honour me by entering my humble home that is very nice word home you have made it home by entering mes chers amis mrs bennett submitted awkwardly to having her hand kissed and then seated in a large crimson cushioned fauteuil she gazed through her far-sighted specks at the strange metamorphosis of miss philura rice's front parlour the rugs the pictures the dim splendours of leather-bound books the curious bits of faience afforded the old lady a singular satisfaction as she had frequently expressed it to her daughter i could sit all day a-looking at the mess of things in that house on the present occasion absorbed in vague contemplation of her surroundings she paid small heed to the conversation between her daughter and m desaye madeleine she understood had been late in clearing away the supper dishes she would be down tout de suite a phrase ma bennett interpreted uncertainly as referring to madeleine's youthful beauty so far as ma is concerned miss malvina was saying she don't need no revivin there never was a pieser woman than mar bennett in this ere vale o tears she went to church reg'lar rain and shine for more'n fifty years and as far as funerals and like that there couldn't nobody be more faithful always settin in the front row by the remains 
i remember being took to funerals when i wa'n't no bigger than a grasshopper but ma used to say it never took the laugh out o me i remember tea heing right out at old miss bascom's funeral and myra to carry me out oh, she warmed me good for that i can tell you miss malvina was appropriately clad in her sunday best henrietta cloth dress with the purplish black of her best hair front carefully disposed under the brim of a black straw hat adorned with jaded flowers monsieur desaye secretly deplored his neighbour's costume more particularly the hair front which concealed as he knew snow-white locks of persistent curliness he listened attentively to miss malvina's remarks making mental notes of several unfamiliar idioms to be looked up later at present he had in mind an inquiry which related itself to miss malvina's bright eyes and piquant gestures you have lived always in america he asked you are a native n'est-ce pas well i don't know as i ever thought myself as a native they're mostly coloured like indians and such but i was born right in this here town so was ma we're real old-timers anyway the bennetts is and i guess the de boises was too that's ma's folks ma's name was henriette de boise before she married pa bennett miss malvina pronounced the maternal cognomen de boise with a strong accent on the final syllable she was astonished at the effect of her words upon her listener madame your mother was called henriette he cried it is francaise appelée oh, a spell for me that dubois it is dubois eh henriette dubois allons now i understand enfin i have perceived miss malvina stared dubois is spelt d-u-b-o-i-s she said but it won't never pronounce dubois as i know of ma oh listen here ma yes malviny murmured the old lady roused from a rapt contemplation of a certain carved tabaret covered with faded tapestry weren't your folks real americans demanded her daughter they weren't none of em foreign born was they mrs bennett's dim eyes brightened to something like animation i remember hearing my father say his folks come from the other side she said i guess pa was some foreign i know he used to get all head up cause folks never spoke his name right but us children didn't mind and after us girls got married we never thought no more about it want no reason to be particular whether it was du bois or dubois as pa used to call it monsieur de say arose with an air of solemnity he bowed low before ma bennett heels together hand upon his heart madame henriette dubois bennett said he with magnificent disdain for the uncompromising bennett mes félicitations you are of my country by extraction ma bennett emitted a little cackle of remonstrance at the touch of his bearded lips upon her forehead but by virtue of that chaste salute she had become forever enshrined as it were in those inner fastnesses of m desaye's affections reserved for compatriots alone to miss malvina he said nothing 
being apparently absorbed in a contemplation of Ma's faded lineaments. "'For land's sake!' exclaimed the little dressmaker with a sort of awe. "'To think of Ma Bennett being French!' Monsieur de Say turned quickly around. "'Ma chère amie,' he murmured, "'you are also one of us. Uh, "'I knew it. "'Not for nothing, those gestures, "'those expressions piquantes. "'You are Française. "'All Française.' "'Well, I don't know as I care if I be,' "'chirruped Miss Malvina joyously. "'A body might be a sight worse off, I guess.' <laughs> but what in creation will Mrs. Deaconess Buckthorn say? Madeline, who had entered the room unnoticed, observed the excited demeanour of the three elderly persons with the surprised compassion of youth. To be old, to wear a false front and an ugly hat, seemed to her incompatible with jubilance of any sort. She betrayed little surprise when informed of the momentous discovery. C'est la même chose, she murmured, as she kissed Miss Malvina's cheek and spread a graceful curtsy before Madame Henriette Dubois Bennett, to whom her father presented her with embrassement. No more I can love you than before, but if my father he love you better, then I am happy as tied at high clam. Oh, you'll kill me yet, Madeleine, vowed Miss Malvina. Your talk's a regular hasty puddin'. Oh, but sakes alive, we won't get no seats if we don't make tracks for the church. End of chapter 22